Good morning. This is The Daily Answer. I'm your host, Mark Dennigan, and I want to go back, go back a while to some, oh, graduation memories, graduation from high school, that is. The class that was near me, the class of 76, I remember they were kind of known as the bicentennial class. 1976, there was a lot went on that year. There were many celebrations. That was, man, that was a big 4th of July. Uh, 200 years from the founding. I believe a number of men grew beards. And as a result, many men over 50 looked like Abraham Lincoln or the two men on the Smith Brothers cough drops box. I guess you could, uh, you know, you could choose which one they thought they looked at like. I never cared for that Abraham Lincoln beard, though. It just didn't do anything for me. I tried to do a beard, but my beard tends to grow with whiskers that jut straight out and my wife wouldn't kiss me. So that was a deal breaker on the beard. And it always seemed to itch and scratch and I needed to trim it and stuff would get tangled up in it. I was fortunate. The high school I attended had wisely opted over the years for, if weather permitted, outdoor graduations, which is a great idea. It would be centered on the football field and all the parents in the stands or rows of chairs on the actual field. Graduation, if my memory serves me right, it was like a split service on a Sunday. It consisted of two parts. In the morning, and I don't know, this might have been around one o'clock, and it would go around, it would go maybe from one to two. It was baccalaureate. And then commencement in the evening. Ooh, seven o'clock? That Sunday was June 5th, and it was warm. Much like the weather that is outside as I'm recording this broadcast in Florida, it was around 90 degrees. And 90 degrees in early June for Oregon, boy, you lucked out on that one because often early June could be wet. In fact, the rule of thumb in Oregon is don't go camping until after 4th of July because you're going to get rained on. But that Sunday, many parents in the morning service were listening to their transistor radios. That's right transistor radio with kind of like a little wire and an earpiece in one ear. The principal had to pause his speech and wait for the game to end. The Blazers won their first and only championship. And I remember shortly thereafter, a truckload of former students, maybe from the class of 73 or something like that, probably four or five years older, came down the side street leading to the high school they were honking their horn yelling having just left the local watering hole after watching the game interesting what you remember in life our gowns were light blue and i remember that my mom insisted that she iron it i never thought of that you know moms come in handy there was one student whose mom didn't think about that And he was the only wrinkled graduate among the class of over 200. Before the evening graduation, we had to settle our debts with the school. They said, 
it's like I owed like $14 in some sense or whatever for something. It's like, what? Eh, game of 20. Luckily, I always carried cash. Not only that, but I don't think there was any forewarning that day about, oh, by the way, have some money with you this evening because, you know, you might have some fees or debts that you never paid. And unless you paid it, you did not get your diploma. They got their money. Graduation speeches can come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. And, and I'm not a big fan of them. In fact, if you're a young person listening to this and you feel that you were like a class of COVID, right? You, well, you didn't have a graduation. No official one in the sense like a big one where everyone showed up. And somehow you were shortchanged. Uh, I think you were blessed. <laughs> you were spared the graduation speeches. So I can sympathize with young people during COVID who didn't have any graduation ceremony. But there was a silver lining in that. Sometimes the speeches are journeys down memory lane. You know, we had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Wasn't it a great time? Other times they resemble a Tony Robbins, you can do it sort of thing. Uh, some sort of multi-level marketing, build them all up and go out and sell, sell. Kind of like the ant and the rubber tree plant. And at other times, man, they can just be fire and brimstone and just angst. The nice girl with four years of straight A's who never seemed to get into any trouble was the valedictorian. And out of that nice girl who always got the straight A's, never seemed to get in any trouble, came out an angry, blisting tirade. You know, you just never know. What seems safe is not always as advertised. You just don't know what's lurking inside other people. And yet, I have nothing against giving the speech to, again, someone that put in hard work and time and effort to get straight A's. have no problem with that. I think we should reward um exceptionalism yeah but you don't always get the best speech by the time i graduated as a senior i had been to many previous graduations see you see that happens when you're in band i vividly remember my freshman year where i learned to play pomp and circumstance boy how many times did we play that I don't know. I mean, we just kept playing it and playing it and playing it and playing it as everyone. Well, first of all, we would play it as all the graduates came in and sat down. Okay. So there's, I don't know, five or 10 <laughs> runs through it. And then I think we played it. Did we play it the entire length of people going up and getting their diplomas? I don't know, but we played it a lot and we played it in the morning and we played it in the evening. 
And before the graduation of that particular freshman year, our gym class, well, we didn't do gym class that day. The varsity football coach who taught gym class, who never gave me, who gave me a B. I, I could have never, if you were a boy and you did not go out for the football team, I don't know if there was any way to get straight A's in your freshman year or sophomore year because that that the gym coach, gym coach who was an ex-Marine didn't have much respect for you, no matter what else you accomplished in life, if you were not on the football team or in that program. But it just seems like that, uh, I mean, my freshman year of high school was very difficult, probably about one of the most difficult years of my young life. You were nobody. You really were. You were nobody. Um, I went to high school during a time when, you know, there was a lot of bullying going on. And I don't gripe about that. That was just, that's just life. Okay. Big guy picks on the little guy. Senior boys pick on the freshmen. You get pushed in the lockers. You get kicked. You get notes put on your back that say, kick me. You get roughed up and et cetera. And so, and, and that was good. I, I, I'm not going to complain about that. I'm not going to take my, that back. I'm not going to wish that never happened. That was really good for me. And I'm, I remember basketball uh, practices at 5 or 5.30 in the morning, and I never played at all. That was very discouraging. It was dark. It was rainy. It was cold. It was, I never got to get in the game with a number of the other guys on the team, but we've toughed it out. That, that, that was a relatively miserable experience. But then the sun came out and spring showed up and baseball season started and I could play baseball. And then I remember it got warm, you know, we'd, we'd had good times in playing baseball and we, we had some good memories there. And it looks like that as a freshman boy, I could do at least something halfway decent without stumbling all over myself. And, and I don't know, I guess I will always look back. Maybe that, maybe that's when high school turned the corner that day that instead of having gym class and getting on our shorts and man, gym class was work too. There was no loafing in this guy's gym class. You worked up a sweat every day, but on this particular gym class, we were going to help set up chairs for the graduation. And so we went and got extra chairs, maybe at the junior high school in town. And we got to ride around in the back of his pickup truck. And so we'd get, get these loads of chairs and he would drive and and not only the, that, but I remember specifically that day, the Lutheran church on East Hill in town caught fire. The steeple caught fire. I think they were doing some sort of repainting or restoration work and something happened. And man, that thing, that steeple went up like a, like a torch and you could see it all over town. And so the football coach stopped and we drove up the hill and parked somewhat near where that was going on. And, you know, it was a town that everybody knew each other. And so it was a volunteer fire department. And yes, it would be rebuilt, but it would never look the same. You know, graduation is kind of like Times Square to me. 
it looks really cool at night, but it looks different in the daytime. And what I remember about my graduation is how quickly it went. And at least for me, it was kind of like kissing your sister or your aunt. I'd always wished I was one of those guys that could do the front or cool backflip while up on stage and getting my diploma or just something that would call attention to the fact of, hey, I graduated. I just remember it being my turn. My name was announced, a few claps or calls from the crowd, a diploma, a handshake, and it was done. I thought to myself, that's it. And so hopefully your experience was more eventful than mine, but it will probably be relatively much the same. And then afterwards, you know, after shaking people's hands on the football field and saying goodbye to some classmates, went home, mom and dad gave me a watch. And of course, you have to have some graduation cake. No grandparents, they were all dead by this time. No aunts or uncles showed up, just me mom, dad, younger brother. And mom and dad seemed not to make a big deal about the event, which was probably good for me because graduation, graduating from my school is not the greatest accomplishment in the world. In fact, it seems like as I went to school, you had to work really hard not to graduate. Now, for some reason, I had signed up for the official graduation party, which would be supervised by various parents. Not sure why I did this. Typically, I was into all the illegal get-togethers. So the kid that partied every weekend or every time I could find one during the weeknights went to the G-rated party. And the kids who had played it above board all those years went to the other parties. I believe it cost me $40. To go to this party, it was an all-night party at the YMCA in Salem, Oregon, which we had all to ourselves that night. All the swimming, basketball, etc. that we wanted, and all the food as well. A number of the kids skipped out early and headed to other adventures, but I stayed all night. At the time, it seemed that I owed that to the parents who had worked so hard organizing the party. I think that might have been kind of the start of the era of parents trying to provide an alternative to the parties that sometimes ended in young people dying because they'd been drinking. And it seems like this was one of the first attempts at that, that these um, parents were concerned about their kids and wanted to keep them alive that night. And the, again, the motives were good. And I think I could sense that. By the late 70s, parents were trying to do what they could to keep their kids, well, alive another day. And I think out of a class of 220, 250, maybe 30 to 40 kids went to the party. The parents that were there I'd interacted with over the years. Some of them I knew from early childhood. For a number of the kids in my class, I'd went to school, well, since kindergarten. Yeah, we had been in the same kindergarten class. Others like the Johnsons were farmers and I had picked berries for them one year and, year and 
I'd played Little League with one of their sons. I remember getting into my Chevy van on the next morning. I'd stayed all night. And I think I tried to talk to the parents and express my appreciation. Hopefully at that time, even though I was a knucklehead, I realized, you know, this took a lot of work. They're taking time out of their schedule and their motives are good and they want to do the right thing. And so there I was. And I just I just remember that early Monday morning. It was like, I, I don't know, I think we got out of the Y around seven, six or seven. The streets of Salem were quiet because the Y was downtown and deserted. It was a wonderful day, early morning, Oregon. Um, at that time of year, a little cool in the morning, but that would quickly dissipate because we were having a warm spell. And the sprinklers had been going because it had been like 90 degrees. And so there was this amazing smell of pavement and landscaping cooled by water overnight after the previous day's warmth. Well, I headed home. And I thought to myself as I headed home on the Silverton-Salem Highway, so this is the rest of my life. I would come home, go to bed, and by the next evening, I was working full-time nights at the grocery store. And I would be there for the next 11 years. And after that, I'd been working ever since. Going to the nice party that night might have saved my life. You never know. I would not meet my wife for at least two more years at the grocery store. But behaving myself, at least on that night, might have kept me in the game. It's hard to believe that I graduated what? Wow, what is it now? 44 years ago? That's a big number and has the sound of age attached to it. I know some of my friends took off to California after graduation and stayed until they ran out of money. I thank God I stayed alive, stayed and worked, saved, and thus now able to go and see all and hopefully wiser and in some way um, experiencing better things. So don't worry. Don't worry if your particular trip is altered, scrapped, or delayed this year. He had something planned and it falls through. There are plenty of trips up ahead for you have the rest of your life. And if you're a young person and you graduate from high school or college, and at the end of that, there is no amazing adventure or trip, that's okay. That's okay. And you have to report to work the next day. That's fine. Because the greatest trip might be up 40, head, 40 years ahead of you and will be more than worth it and will be far greater than any trip that you could take when you were 18 or 24 years old. This is Mark Dunnigan for The Daily Answer. Until next time, we'll see you in the funny papers.